Welcome back to another episode of That's Business. Today's guest, Lisa Limata, is a holistic transformation coach who embraces her desires. A woman of power, Lisa understands what it takes to build a seven-figure business while being a present mom. After selling her salon and spa, Lisa turned to coaching to unleash her passion for supporting women to get what they want. Lisa is rewriting the rules that many find themselves following about needing permission to live their dreams. She co-creates freedom and joy for her clients, usually powered by a warm cup of tea. If she's not coaching, you'll find her on a hike in the woods, snuggled up with a book, or dancing to live music. Lisa, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I'm so excited you agreed to it. What has it been? I think it's been a month and a half-ish since I've seen you. So what have you been up to? Hi, Angela. Thank you for having me. Um, so what have I been up to? Wedding planning, mostly. Yes. So we are about just under six weeks away from the big day. So that is exciting. Wow. Yeah. And things are are busy at Rise Leadership Circle. We are just doing the thing. Just doing the thing. Doing the thing. I love it. Now, part of your story that I love is you ran a very successful salon. And I really wanted to talk about that because you had told me your story and I just was sitting there like, you did it during the recession, I believe. Or what was your Mm -hmm. story with still being successful during the salon and then transforming into coaching? Yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah, we opened our doors in November of 2007. And then in 2008, obviously was like the big recession and, you know, things kind of it's like the bottom just kind of dropped out of the economy. And it seemed at the time like everybody was cutting out the non-essentials, right? And we were definitely a non-essential. We were a high-end spa and a salon and we had to get creative, right? We had to get creative and be like, okay, so what can we do to make sure that we stay and feel like a priority during this time? So we decided since you know, a lot of people were canceling their vacations, they were worried about their retirement funds, they were just kind of staying close to home, that we wanted to be their, you know, trip to Paris, so to speak, or we wanted to be their, you know, weekend getaway instead, and that they could come to us and really have that sense of being rejuvenated, being pampered. But we really did it in such a way that, you know, people were really, really stressed out at the time. It was a high level of stress. And we just decided that we wanted to stand out, right? And we did that through world-class service and also making every single person who walked in the door feel like they belonged, they mattered, we were happy to see them. And we ended up thriving while our competitors were closing their doors. Wow. And when you heard, obviously, news headlines, I mean, everyone remembers where they were, I feel like, when this hit the news. But what was kind of going through your head there? And how did this decision come to be of like, this is what we need to do next? Oh, gosh. Um, You know, I think it was probably just born out of sheer creativity. Like, look, we've got a lot on the line here. You know, (laughs) we've made some big investments. And we just really had a mindset of this won't fail. Like this cannot fail. We are in it for the long run. We're going to find a way and make a way to make it work. And I just started researching and learning and reading and, uh, you know, learning about customer service and how to really create and stand out with customer service. It was something that I just did a real deep dive in and then brought a lot of those ideas and concepts into our business. And then what went into, I mean, you survived, I mean, arguably the worst possible point of the time, but when did you sell your salon and how did you come to be with coaching? Where did that come from? 
So I sold the salon in 2015. So I'll share a little bit of my story here, um, parts of it that I can. So that was in 2007, 2008. I believe it was 2008 was our first seven-figure year. Like wow. we grew really fast and then did it again the next year and then ended up really getting into some uh, financial issues after that. So without being able to share too many details, I'll just say that at the time, you know, when I started this business, really outsourced the money. Like I can tell you now when I look back, I didn't realize this is what I was dealing with at the time. But when I look back, I was like, wow, I just didn't like feel worthy of handling that amount of money. I'd never had to manage seven figures before. And so really just outsource it and trusted other people and just believed it would all be fine. And to make a long story short, it wasn't. And I found out a little bit too late. And so at that point, (laughs) I had some big decisions to make. And again, this was like the, you know, find a way, make a way attitude was um, I hired an accounting firm to come in and do a total audit of my business to just really see like what was going on, where things were at. And when I sat down with them and they were like, okay, like, here's the deal. Here's where you're at. You have some tax debt. You've got, you know, these things you need to clean up. I just really made a decision at that time that I was going to take full responsibility. Like no matter what happened, it was mine now to fix. And that was really the decision I think that saved us and really got us back on track. And um, that was the first time I'd hired a coach, right? So I was like, okay, I don't know what I don't know. I'm going to hire, uh, I hired a coaching and consulting firm who specialized with salon and spas. They came in and I learned how to read a profit and loss statement. And I, I learned how to do book work. And I learned to understand the financials of running a business behind the scenes. And really did a deep dive, worked with a coach closely for several years, ended up really transforming our salon and spa, went to something called team-based pay that a lot of people don't do in our area and ended up being able to really, you know, finally get things back on track. And we just like hustle and grinded our way back to, you know, success. I had a really great team who stood behind me at that point and really worked hard with me. And we ended up, you know, saving the company and eventually turning it profitable again. And then in 2015, I sold. So that's kind of the the light version of the story. And, you know, what I really discovered through that whole process was that I needed to believe in myself and that, you know, with the support of coaching, I could do anything I put my mind to doing. But the thing that I didn't realize was that I was just going to hustle my way there. And it was all of this like push hard and get it done. And I burnt myself out. I burnt my team out. And so um, at the time, my mom was also, she'd been really ill. And so I'd been traveling sort of back and forth between Wisconsin and Michigan and uh, just realized, you know, when my son, who you know very well, when he went (laughs) off to college (laughs) and I became an empty nester, I just decided I was burnt out and I was ready. I was ready to make a change. And with all of that, I mean, it's so funny you say that, but I feel like, and this makes sense where Nick gets this attitude from of, uh, I could do anything I put my mind to, this all is coming together now. But what part of coaching, was it more of, you know, you had the great experience working and understanding financials, but what you do now is, of course, empowering women. And mm-hmm. I mean, I've attended one of your master classes. I was like, wow, I feel like I could just take over the world. And I am someone <laughs> that is truly like, shoot your shot, put your mind to it. But yeah. How did you develop that thought? Okay, sell the salon. Now I'm going to do this. 
So while I had the salon and I had 25 or 30 employees, I decided that I wanted to become a better leader because they would come to me with life stuff, anything and everything. And I felt like, you know, I don't always know how to maybe handle this. I'm going to go and take a life coaching course. It, um, I went to Chicago and went every weekend for six months and there were a lot of executives and, you know, a lot of people. So it really trained you how to life coach, but also be a leader. And I loved it. I fell completely in love with it. I had a total transformation. So this was at the time while I was sort of working our way back to, you know, running a successful company the right way this time. And, you know, really, this was a part of that transformation. But it supported me in such a way that I didn't even know I needed, you know, so I had this big transformation around. That's where I really learned how to believe in myself. I really understood the power of our choices, our beliefs, our mindset. And I just fell in love. I was like, wow, if this could do this for me, then someday I want to do this, you know? And so I knew I had a passion for it. And when the time was right, you know, that I would pursue it. I love that. And what does it look like? Because you do, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you do offer different coaching, very much on empowerment, very much on believing in yourself. But what does that look like if someone wanted to work with you or obviously can't share with what you do with your clients, but what does that look like? So there's a lot of different ways that people can work with us. Are you wondering like specifically how or what we do in in terms of a process? Both. I love both. Okay, cool. So there's a lot of different ways. So what I'm doing right now is, you know, is I'm partnering with my daughter. She's my business partner. The company is called Rise Leadership Circle. And we support, it's mostly women, but we have a couple men in our program too. So We support them to, we like to say, become well-paid and have a prosperous life. So we do everything from strategy and business. It could be getting started. It could be someone who is scaling up to seven figures. Uh, You know, we have just a wide variety of people in our community, but we really coach first on the person, right? This is about you having an amazing life. So we're not just strategic coaches who teach you how to hustle, get it done. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that because there's not, but we have a different come from. So my experience of burnout, by the time I sold my business, my health was depleted. There was nothing left of me, I felt like. And what I really learned in the time after that was how to achieve through balance, right? Like having my health and having joy in my life and understanding energetics and how to manifest. And I went so deep on all this work and ended up really changing my life completely and having such a different experience as we started and grew this business. The balance. So that's a lot of what we do with our clients is, you know, we're talking about building a business from a perspective of holistically, you be the CEO of your life, not just your business. So your relationships get better. Your family life gets better. You as a person become healthier, stronger, and then your business thrives and not the other way around. I remember when I started my business, well, I got fired, started my business, you know my story, but It's interesting because I did burn myself out too. And we're so used to like hustle, 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 get there and make all the money you can and work as many hours as you can. But it was like a whole mental breakdown to realize like something needs to change. So I love this approach because who I could have used, I mean, of course, can still use you, but even more so just like, especially those people who have those ideas and need to be empowered. I mean, I talk with people all the time. We're like, well, I don't know. And I can't leave my comfy job, but Mm -hmm. challenging people to step outside themselves and CEO of your life. That is amazing. Thank you. So much of what's taught out there is like strategy, right? Like here, learn this strategy and this 10 steps to this. And 
you know, you can have it all. And again, nothing wrong with that. But when strategy doesn't work, we always have to look at what's going on. And it's like, there's almost every time a fear, a belief, a doubt, a worry, like underneath that's preventing the strategy from happening. And so the way that I like to look at it is when we can really start to come from the heart and we can start to really see what's happening in your mindset, any strategy will work, right? When it's aligned with the truth of who you are. So we connect you first to you, get all of those pieces in place, and then you just pick the strategy in alignment and it works. It does. What are some of the common maybe problems or hangups you often see with people of why they're not living their best potential or living their best lives for lack of a better term? You know, I think there's a couple of things. A big one is self-doubt. Like it's rooted most of the time and, and all of us have this, right? On some level, all of us have had experiences in our past where we've learned to doubt ourselves or we're afraid of sometimes afraid of success, afraid of being too much, afraid of, you know, it's always rooted in love, safety, or belonging, right? Am I still going to belong to my family or friend group? Or what if I fail? That's most often is it's rooted in this sense of, can I really be this? It's rooted in a sense of self-doubt or belief. That's probably the most common one. And when we start to really look at the programming and kind of where this begins for us and where it happens, it's like the awareness of it that really begins to shift things. And for you personally, I'm sure there's days you have your moments yourself. I always love to ask business owners this of, I have my own imposter syndrome. It comes up and I very much try to empower people to find the right careers for themselves and everything. But some days it's just so dang hard to show up. But what works for you when maybe you're having those low energy days or you're feeling off? Yeah, for sure. I definitely have days like that. And what works for me first and foremost is really my, my spiritual practice for me, what's personal for me is what grounds me. Just getting back into being grounded in the truth of who I am or connecting to my higher self, you know? And I think that it's the disconnecting from, you know, anytime I'm feeling like I'm comparing myself or I'm not enough, it is always a call for me to go within and just remember who I am and the truth of who I am and get recentered. What does that process kind of look like for you of getting recentered or what works best for, and I know of course it changes per person, but what works best for you? Yeah, I think it's different for everyone. At this point in my journey, I really just kind of tune in and it might be a little bit different from day to day, but some of my most common practices for sure are a meditation practice. I'm an intuitive also. And so, you know, connecting in with what I would call my guides, my meditation practice, that is something that really grounds and centers me. Also, just deep breathing. You know, that was like one of the biggest things that changed my life when I was in a high state of stress was learning how to breathe. And, you know, if someone had said to me, well, someone did say it to me, and it was my doctor, when my health was really failing was like, look, you've got to start meditating. I was like, there's no way. I have a mind that never shuts off. Like it goes and goes and goes. Yeah. I was used me, to just like, yes. yeah, very type A, like get up, do the thing, you know, keep working. And I was like, oh, never, never can this mind meditate. Like it's not going to happen. She was like, okay, great. How about just some deep breathing? And she like literally gave me this pamphlet on like how to breathe, like how to deep breathe. And I can remember like throwing it on my dresser, like, okay, whatever, you know, I'm going to breathe like, okay. And I think just out of sheer desperation, a few days later, I was like, all right, maybe I'm going to try this thing, right? And it was learning how to just do some deep belly breaths and 
breathe into the belly and calm my nervous system down. And in three minutes of breath work, I was like, wow, I feel like a different person. Like, what the heck? This is crazy. And that was like the first thing that really opened my eyes to this idea of breath work or meditation. And so it was a journey from there. Um, you know, eventually I started to try some guided meditations and, and then went into some deeper meditations over time. But I had such a profound experience of calming down my nervous system and being able to access different parts of my brain in that calm state. So that is always a practice I go back to first and foremost is the breath. But then of course, there's things like journaling, moving my body, you know, just getting out in nature, taking a walk, all that helps. And it's so interesting because it's like you almost go back to basics. And I think when I first learned of deep breathing and doing that, because I, ooh, same thing, I'm like, I can't rest my mind. I Half the time I can't fall asleep because my mind races still to this day. But it's just something so simple. And it's, I feel like just going back to basics of like, I used to journal all the time growing up. I used to love being outside. And now it's just, we're so go, go, go. But you can't work if you're not healthy. Exactly. You're not going to live your best life. You're not going to be the best you can be for your clients. I mean, you have to like check in on yourself. Yeah, I really learned how to tap into like the feminine energy side of me. Like if you knew me back then, you'd be like, whoa, you're so different. <laughs> but I had to right? and this is true for men or women. Like I know you have a, a lot of men who probably listen to your podcast. Yeah. This is true for men too, because we all possess both feminine and masculine energy within us, right? And wholeness is when we can access both sides of us. So to access that sort of like passive side and that rest and digest place where we can just kind of like calm down and take a breath is so powerful. That's where so much clarity comes from. That's where our inspired ideas come from. And it allows us to do a lot without burning out. And I love that you brought up both like feminine and masculine energy, where I feel like at least this was my experience, you know, either growing up or just society and everything. It's like, no, stay your lane, you know, be the feminine version of you. And that's it. Like, you know, don't play into who else you are. And how do you kind of help your clients like harness both that like feminine and masculine energy together, whether they are your male clients mm -hmm. or your female clients? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us like we have a lot of one or the other, for the most part, men or women, like we can lean towards one or the other. And it's not wrong. It's like it's our gift. And it's how we're wired. And that's perfect. And so my goal is never to change anyone from who they are. It's just to help them see where imbalances can be brought back into balance, right? So depending on what's feeling out of balance, that's the place where we can bring in some practices and some exercises that can just really help them step up. So for some people, they're in a lot of the feminine energy and, and feminine energy isn't, um, it's not weak, it's not passive, it's actually very powerful. Yes. But if it's imbalanced, it can look like you're kind of frozen, like you're not moving forward, right? So we want to bring in some of that fiery masculine energy and really anchor them in to a place of personal power. So when someone is often in that place of feeling like they're really frozen or they're not moving forward, like they're stuck or stopped in fear or worry, we're really looking at they're creating in circumstantial power, right? So circumstantial power is when your ability to go forward is based in something outside of you. Okay. So it's like when the money is in my checking account, then I can X, right? Or when I have everyone's approval around me, then I'll go for it. It's like, it's always based in some outer circumstance when the kids graduate, when this happens. So your power is outside of you. It's dependent on circumstances. But the problem with that is like, there's always circumstances. So we really do the work of connecting back in to personal power. 
right? So personal power is within you and it's not based on your circumstances. So when we're working with the feminine and masculine energy, when we connect to the feminine energetics, that is connecting to your heart and that is where your personal power is. So we slow down, we learn how to breathe and we learn how to connect to what I would call higher self or soul voice. This might be a little woo for some of your listeners. I don't, I don't <laughs> no, want to go too your part. Do it. All you but, <laughs> but all of us, no matter what you believe, right? All of us can probably agree that there is, there's a part of us, which is our higher self that is not rooted in fear. It's not rooted in worry. It's actually the part of us that is the visionary, is the dreamer, sees what's possible. And so when we can slow down and connect to our heart, we connect back to the, that part of us. And that's where our personal power lies. So that's a lot of the work I do with my clients is help them get into alignment. Like what's your truth, right? It's not about, coaching is never about giving advice. It's not about me teaching you what I believe. It's about always about helping my clients discover what they believe. What's their alignment? Where is their higher self guiding them and leading them? And often it's in what lights us up. It's in what we're excited about, you know? And so the more that we follow our joy and our bliss and our dreams and our visions and our goals, the more likely we are to be in alignment. And so connecting to your personal power is like really understanding how to do that. And that's the feminine energy piece that is really powerful. Oh, I love that. And off of that, you have created arguably the best community. I mean, a genuine community of people that would just say, you know, if you told them, hey, go walk uh, across I-75 during traffic and you'll survive. <laughs> like, I feel like your whole community would believe that and do it because everything you've done, and I knew you, you were great, but even being a part of the community now, I'm like, oh no, you're like real good. And all of these people love and adore you and just, you do such great work and I can't say it enough, but how did you build this community of these people that it's just such great energy being a part of it too? Ah, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, how did we build it? You know, I think it's one of those things that you look back and go like, how did we do that? Huh, right. <laughs> yeah. How did we do that? Good question. But I think a lot of it was really just through passion. You know, it's anything that we teach is what we do within our own business. We don't teach anything that we haven't done or tried or believe in. But I think for us, it is about building person to person. We're not interested in building huge numbers. You know, we're not interested in numbers. We're interested in people and really building strong relationships and connections with people. A lot of the people that come into, say, our masterminds. So one of the questions you asked earlier was how we work with people. We have a high level mastermind that is for people who are, you know, six to seven figures or on their way to either. And so when we are connecting with people, a lot of times they stay in our community for a long time because they belong, right? And it's not just Kayla and I, it is truly the community itself. We've done a lot of live events. Yes. This is going to be our eighth live event. And that's a lot of how our communities become strong has been through live and then 2020 hit and it became virtual events as well. But they are so connected with each other. They support each other. They cheer each other on. It is a genuine community of people who want to see each other succeed. And it's interesting because when Kayla drove me to the airport after visiting her, she had said, she's like, no, we don't do this for the money. Like, yeah, of course we make money and whatever, but what you charge for things is very reasonable. And it's very much like you feel almost like you guys are both like biggest cheerleaders. Like you, especially like 
I was coming into this podcast. I'm like, I slept for two hours last night. My energy is so low coming in. And I'm like, great, let's go run a marathon now after we're done (laughs) recording. But that just speaks volumes of who you are and what you offer to your clients, because I just can't stress it enough. Being someone that still recovers from burnout and trying to check in with myself of doing more of what I love and not burning myself out again or Mm -hmm. being more in my feelings is honestly the best way to put it. But I love that you offer that to your clients of just like, why can't you do this? Or like, let's check in with who you are. So my next question to you is if someone maybe listening is very resonating with the burnout and just like running 5 million miles a minute, can't seem to get a break. What are some basic tips that you can kind of offer them or where they can recenter themselves? Mm. Outside of, of course, working with you, because that's the obvious number one. Sure. Yeah. If you are healing from burnout, I mean, first and foremost, it's important to just be honest with yourself. I mean, start with getting yourself on the priority list because a lot of what I see is people are juggling so much today. And and I did it. That was my story, right? It was like running a business full-time, taking care of um, my mom who was elderly and not doing very well. I still had, you know, one in college and my son in high school. So being like a single mom and having like so many people, my story is not unique at all in that, right? So many people are the caretaker and they're last on the list. And that's how I was, you know, it was just like, okay, well, if there's time left over, then I'll get a workout in, then I'll do whatever. And I wasn't eating right. I wasn't, you know, I just wasn't taking care of myself. And so the first thing I I would do is just say, put yourself on the priority list. You've got to realize that you are just as important as every other person on that list, every other task on that list. And honestly, I would argue that you are the most important person on the list because if something happens to you, it all falls apart. So we can create so so much more by allowing ourselves to be well-rested, to nourish our bodies. You know, it's all the things we all hear about doing all the time, right? But creating some rituals for you around your well-being and your health can really make such a big difference. It's, you know, it's definitely a passion for me because of what I went through. And I don't want to see that happen to other people. Right. Or just non-negotiables. Like you can spend a half hour to go on a walk or, hey, my my advice, get a dog and you'll be forced mm-hmm. to go on walks. That's what helped me during the pandemic. But we love Ruby. Exactly. As we start to wrap this up now, what piece of advice would you have for our listeners? And we have a wide variety. Some are business owners, some are, I don't know, some are returning to the workforce parents. I mean, we have a wide variety, but what are your parting words of wisdom? Do what lights you up. Don't wait, right? Don't wait until, okay, I want to say this. So often when we set goals, it's like, well, when I get there, then I will relax. Then I'll be confident. Then I'll be happy. Then I'll take a vacation. It's, it's always like, when I get there, then I'll feel this. But what I really like to invite people to see is that actually you feeling that now is the path to getting there. Okay. So if you're happy now, if you feel good now, if you're well-rested now, that is the path to getting what you want to get and never the other way around. That was amazing. You're not wrong. That is great words of wisdom. And last but not least, if someone wants to work with you, follow your story, where can listeners find you? So they can find us uh, on Instagram, riseleadershipcircle.com is our website. They can find us on Facebook. And again, it's just Rise Leadership Circle. So those are the places we mostly hang out. Awesome. And all of those links will be in the show notes. So Lisa, 
Thank you so, so, so much for agreeing to this. This was so much fun. I feel so much better. And for those listeners, tune in again next week for another episode of That's Business. If you're looking for a career change and you're not sure where to start, the Resume Rescue can help. Sure, there's no such thing as the perfect fit for everyone, but here at the Resume Rescue, we're on a mission to find the perfect solution for you. Whether it's changing careers, updating a resume, learning LinkedIn, or practicing interviewing, we have you covered. Find us online at theresumerescue.com and find all of our contact info in our show notes.